to get Americans to stop belly aching and start studying a little bit and figuring out what have we done wrong for these last 50 years, the post John F. Kennedy period. We've deindustrialized, we've gone green. We've uh, developed our, the idea that we have to be the world's policemen. Why do we need military bases all over the world but we can't protect our borders? So what we have to do is get smart. The problem is the control of government by corporate cartels. The technical term for that in the 1920s and 30s was corporatism, which is fascism. In a world where everyday challenges can feel overwhelming, there is hope. Restore Patch is dedicated to making a positive impact on your life by addressing real, pressing issues of our time. Too many of us deal with anxiety, migraines, PTSD, and the need for quality sleep. Restore Patch solves all of this by helping us address our immediate needs to be more productive and effective. There are Restore Patches for all kinds of ailments all of us feel every day. Go to RestorePatch.com slash Sarah and choose from the many wonderful options they have available and regain your life. Say goodbye to restless nights, no energy, and blinding migraines. They believe in promoting a healthier, harmonious, and balanced body where well-being is at the core of their mission. It's time to embrace hope, healing, and a brighter future. Experience the natural power of Restore Patch and take the first step toward a more balanced and fulfilling life. Visit them today to learn more and start your journey toward wellness. Because with Restore Patch, there is hope for a brighter, healthier you. Don't make your health wait. Go to RestorePatch.com slash Sarah. Use code Sarah to save 10% and target the issue that has hindered you from being your best self today. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have the great Harley Schlanger coming back to the program. We really dive into a lot of topics here that I... <laughs> You're just not going to hear it elsewhere. We're going to, I push back on a lot of questions. We're going to talk about China and Russia and their history and whether we can trust the BRICS nations. I mean, I don't think you can trust anybody, but knowing that, what is their real motivations? What are the motivations of all the central bankers that have these central banking meetings in Jackson Hole, Wyoming? What did they say this last time? We're going to talk about all of that. And these central bankers that have, they've said openly starting five years ago that they want to get, abolish government's ability to control their own budgets. And they want to go around that. And they just want to have a worldwide bankers dictatorship. All Everything that we're seeing, everything that we're seeing has to do with economics at the highest levels. Yeah, you're gonna see it act out with health and medical and, and all these other things, but it's about who controls the money. And that's why we're seeing the, the Schwab reset. We're seeing all these things. We're seeing the BRICS nations moving in. We're seeing the, uh, trying to develop the CBDC. We're gonna talk about all these topics. This is a good one. Before I get into that, I wanna remind you that to send Miles Franklin an email info at milesfranklin.com. Tell them that Sarah sent me and remember to protect your assets as all this is going down. Silver and gold is a, a, an insurance that you need to have because you, we don't know what's going to happen with all these currencies, but we do know that silver and gold has always been a good place to store wealth and to store your assets. And with silver being a major contributor to electronics and as technology keeps growing and it's on missile heads and all these things, it's not going away soon. So remember that and contact Miles Franklin, info at milesfranklin.com. Tell him Sarah sent me. 
And also look into your IRAs. You can protect yourself that way to shift your IRA into a gold IRA, have it stored either by them or by yourself. Keep it safe. Okay, let's get into this great conversation that I have with Harley Schlanger. Hi, Harley. Welcome back to the program. Hi, Sarah. Really good to see you. Well, I'm glad that you're back because there's all sorts of things going on. I, I want to first talk about the fact that in Ukraine, they've ratcheted up the attack on journalists and are actually seeming to openly tell people just to go out there and take them out. I, what are you seeing with that? Because that's a diversion or, di, you know, it's diversion from what they used to do. They used to say journalists can report what they want and that's kind of human rights. And now they're they're killing everybody. Well, they've been doing that since 2014. Remember, 2014 was the coup that was overseen by Biden and Obama, run by people like Victoria Nuland and George Soros. And what they said was they were defending the freedom and democracy of Ukraine. So now you have a, a president of Ukraine who has outlawed political parties, shut down opposition media, has unleashed a terror operation. And we just saw the most recent, maybe maybe you and some of your viewers saw this horrendous video of a transgender American spokesperson for the Ukrainian military, Sarah Ashton Cirillo, who came on and basically said, sometime soon there's going to be a very prominent Russian journalist killed. And this is not going to be the last one. And it was a a threat that comes on top of the Committee to Counter Disinformation, the Mirot Viret's website, which is calling for the liquidation of what they say are pro-Putin mouthpieces. Now, what's a pro-Putin mouthpiece? Someone who says we shouldn't be sending hundreds of billions of dollars to the Ukrainian military, which has as leading figures Nazis who are out to entangle the United States and Europe in a war with Russia. Aren't they so, aren't they banning uh, journalists that just show a Nazi like salute or something in the background or anything that shows what's really going on there that you get banned and yeah. harassed? Well, they, they have suppressed it entirely. Uh, you know, they can't completely un, uh, suppress it because the Western media up until 2019 was reporting this Nazi problem inside Ukraine. And then all of a sudden, the decision was made, we're going to use Ukraine as a military strike force against Russia. Didn't uh, Newsweek or someone like that do a big report on the Nazi problem in Ukraine? Newsweek, The Guardian of, of London, oh. a number of yeah, papers now, did. And then suddenly but, it's not a problem. Exactly. Well, because there are Nazis. Maybe that's the way to put it. Uh, the, the, the way someone like Alan Dulles would have said, it's not bad to be a Nazi if you work for us. Yeah, and no. that's essentially what they're, they're doing with this, this crowd. And I, I think it's important to note that the real issue here is not about Ukraine. It never was. It was about using Ukraine as a proxy force to take on Russia. And that's the, reason right. for that, the, the reason for that is that Russia is not going to surrender its sovereignty to the likes of Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum. And because Russia is standing up and fighting, it's giving courage to other nations. And so we're seeing a, a tremendous shift. But the, the purpose of the Ukraine war 
is not just to silence or, or to defeat Russia. It's to silence opposition in the West to the kinds of censorship and disinformation campaigns that keep us in the dark. And the more people in the West are, you know, un unaware of the dangers of, of leaving power in the hands of people like Blinken, uh, Sullivan. These are people who are the protégés of Zbigniew Brzezinski. And Brzezinski's whole idea was you need to have a global dictatorship of central banks and technocrats to guard against constituents making policy that's in their own interest. Yeah, but so let me ask you, before we get into you know, because BRICS is, is building, right? We got the BRICS building up and we have all these other things. And we have the reset going on the world economic. Re we have the dollar collapse. The economic story is the big story. Everything yeah. is driven, all this weird stuff. Everything we're seeing is driven by this economic story. People are concerned because the BRICS feels like the world economic because Ma or uh, not Ma, uh, President Xi talked at the World Economic Forum. He's been the lead speaker there many times. Uh, it seems like China's very involved and they're very tied in with the World Economic Forum. How do we trust that the World Economic and the powers that be are not just shifting, knowing that the the Western financial system is collapsing? How do we know they're not really? behind the BRICS, and it's just another scheme to have a global, their global control on it. Well, it has to do with policy. What are the BRICS talking about? They're going against the actual theory that underlies the World Economic Forum, Schwab, Soros, and others. The, that crowd is Malthusian. They want to reduce the world population, and they think the best way to do it is to take away sovereign from sovereignty from nations. That's the goal of the World Economic Forum. Now, when Xi speaks at the World Economic Forum or Putin or, or other leaders from this group, they use some of the language of the World Economic Forum, democratization and so on, but they're actually operating against the policies of the World Economic Forum. And so the, the, to, to confuse people, we're told, well, China is going for global communist dictatorship. Uh, Putin wants to restore the Soviet Union. This is nonsense. What the Chinese are doing is they're doing what we should have done and what we used to do, which is help nations build. Now, here's the key question, because you brought up the economic issue. It's credit. Who controls credit? Now, in the present collapsing financial system, credit is controlled by a conglomerate of global central banks that are run by the largest financial companies, insurance companies, BlackRock, Vanguard, J.P. Morgan Chase, the city of London. It's private. And so yeah, it's private, but more importantly, it's speculative. They don't want money invested in physical economy because they don't intend to have a world economy to support a population of 8 billion people. They intend to have wars of population, starvation, sanctions, things of that sort. Now, what Russia and China are doing and what the BRICS are doing, they're talking about a development policy for mutual benefit of building the kinds of things that we used to build, like railroads, bridges, power plants, uh, new cities, science, scientific centers. That's what they're doing. And that's a threat 
to the control of the private speculators of the, the world financial system. Well, so what the, do you the, think the, of, uh, so that, that makes sense, but what do you think of like Biden and his sanctions against Russia that I just did an interview with John Mark Dugan, who has asylum in Russia, and he's like the the BMWs, all the European cars, the the Fords, the Chryslers, all these cars that were made in Europe and United States. I'm not sure if Japan is is banned there or not, but they don't have any of those cars anymore. Once they put the sanctions on the road, on the road, it went from five or sixty percent of the cars in Russia were you know, United States are European based cars. Now it's only 5% and it's 60% Chinese cars. So it was this huge boon to China. And it was based on Biden's agreement and his sanctions. So these sanctions are backfiring and helping. And he, he also said Russia is just booming. I mean, all these other economies, all these things are happening. Well, we're struggling here. So all these sanctions has really helped China and Russia. It's well, like they it's just because, gave them an industry. No, we're dealing with people who are stupid, arrogant, and delusional. They think they can control what other people do. That's what the whole notion of this, the original great reset of Klaus Schwab and others was. It's that if you control all the credit and then can control the spending, then you don't have to worry about anything. <laughs> that's the global reset that they were trying to push. Now, one of the reasons there are so many Chinese cars is that the Chinese are making them cheaper than we make them in the West, not because simply because of cheaper labor, because their labor costs are going up. It's because of their emphasis on new technologies. <clears throat> and it's because in the West, we're seeing shortages of raw materials, including energy. Look, Germany is going through a deindustrialization. Excuse me for a second. <clears throat> in, in Germany, because of the Nord Stream pipeline, because of the sanctions against Russia, our electricity costs have doubled in the last year and may double again by the end of uh, by this winter. In the meantime, factories are closing, and some of the factories are moving to China, some to the US. Now that's not a Chinese plot. That's an attempt for these companies to survive. And they have a better climate for business in China or in Brazil or some of these other countries than they do in the European countries. Why are now, we here? I, don't, I want you to continue with that, but why are we here selling all our rare earth minerals to China? Well, we don't really own them. You know, the, the rare earth minerals, the largest place for rare earth minerals uh, is the Far East. It's Yeah, Eurasia. but the ones we do have, we're selling. Well, as I said, we're stupid. We believe we can survive with uh, the windmills and solar energy and uh, battery powered cars. It's not gonna work. It's are we this stupid? Paradigm. Or are there people that are aligned with China? Because the other thing is, I mean, I. Mm -hmm. I don't understand because people are saying China controls the cartels at our border. But and as you know, we have all this fentanyl coming through. We have open borders. We have just a complete nightmare at our border. Human. Uh, it's a human uh, catastrophe. Right. It's really bad. Sorry, did, did China do that? Did Russia well, that's that? the thing. We did it to ourselves. Well, they also but blame China for COVID. It's like, well, COVID, China didn't 
shut down the universities, force everybody to get jabs, close down all these businesses. They're blaming, I've even heard people now saying Maui was China's fault. Well, China, okay, well, if they're the ones that did the strike, they're not the ones that shut off the water. They're not the ones that locked the people in that are blacking mm-hmm. everything out. They're not the ones that made these agreements to make uh, the 15 minutes Maui be the fr- have the first 15 minute city mm-hmm. and the agenda 21 or agenda 30 city. China didn't do that. So and, and what's Sarah, here's, going here's, on? Here's the main point. This credit question is key. The Chinese have adopted what used to be called the American system. That is, you have national credit, not a government bank, but the banks function with the requirement of lending money for physical production, not speculation. The Chinese are shutting down banks that are speculators. They're encouraging people to put their life savings into investments in physical production. Now, that's what we used to do with the Glass-Steagall system. We got rid of it. Did we get rid of it so that we could build up China? No, they got rid of it so you could create billionaire tech entrepreneurs. You know, what, what I'm saying is that the globalists are not looking to move to China. They're looking to control the global system. They can't control China. China can profit from this because the Chinese are doing things that are smart. But the Chinese are not the ones who are dictating the policy to the West. Now, when you look at someone like a George Soros, what's his interest? He's a megalomaniac who believes he can control the direction of nations. And when you have an administration in the United States, whether it's Obama, Biden, Clinton, uh, the Bush administration, they believe that the United States can function as the sole superpower and can ensure that there'll be free trade agreements that will build up the power of the billionaires. Most of the billionaires don't want to move to China. They're building houses in the Caribbean, in in, uh, Switzerland, on the French Riviera. They're buying up property wherever they can. Their goal is to control as much of the world's wealth as possible. Now, their fear is that, and here's where the key is. Look at what's happening in Africa. All these coups in French West Africa. Did China do that? No, those are the people of Gabon and Niger and Mali and Burkina Faso who are saying, why are we giving our raw materials to European corporations when we don't even have the ability to produce electricity for our country? So China comes in and China says, we'll help you build a hydroelectric dam. We'll help you build a nuclear power plant. So these countries say, great, that's what we want. So what we're seeing is a shift away from the post-industrial post-Cold War period of a unipolar order where other countries are saying, we want to say in this, we want to have a say in our future. We want our children to have a better future. We don't want to slave away for corporate executives in Europe and the United States. Up to 88% of people have dysregulated glucose levels and most people don't even know it. When your glucose is dysregulated, you may have frequent high spikes in blood sugar with out of control hunger, cravings for sweet foods, energy dips, and exhaustion throughout the day, and the worst, stubborn weight gain. This is where the revolutionary new product, Glucose Control, can help. This formula is unique with all natural plant-based enzymes, organic mushrooms, and probiotics. People have been reporting amazing results. Crystal R says, 
I can't express how much I love glucose control. It has helped me with weight loss, cravings, and energy. Alan N says, I take two capsules before lunch and I have lost eight pounds without changing my diet. Today, you too can try this amazing formula for only $10 and shipping is free. Better yet, most people see the benefits within just one month. With a money back guarantee, there's no risk, only upside. Get your stay with the link below or go to sarahwestall.com under shop. Who wants, that's what we want. We want our sovereignty. We're sick of the globalists trying to control all of us at a basic level. That's what American patriots want. That's true. Well, we, we don't. What Biden wants. Though. Well, that's not what these idiots want, but we want no. what China wants, it sounds like. But how do we have, how do we know that if Russia and China and all these bricks take over, that they won't come in and just demolish and take us out? How do we know that? That's the fear they're trying to set in but, our media. Uh, that's the media. I know, but they don't have to do it. We're doing it to ourselves. You mentioned the sanctions before. It boomeranged the sanctions. And this is something that Helga Zeppelin said back before the war started in Ukraine, that these sanctions policies are not aimed at Russia and China. They're aimed at Europe. And the stupid Europeans, Chancellor Schultz, the, the green uh, uh, foreign minister Baerbach, they're tearing apart Germany. And why are they doing it? Because they want to be part of the U.S. Western order. And they think that ultimately they'll benefit from it. Some of them, like the Greens, the radical Greens, may actually believe that windmills and solar power will produce enough electricity to, to save the country. Most of them can't be that stupid. They're part of a radical transformation of the world toward a zero growth or less growth economy. Well, they're also not, while they're supporting solar powered and, and windmills, which fine, that's, you know, that's great. They're also not allowing fusion and other truly free energy technologies to go through. So they're complete they're shutting idiots. Down fossil fuels and coal and the things that we need right now. And they're, and they're also supporting this climate agenda. What the heck is the, the whole climate global warming? I have a chart that shows the last 10,000 years, right? And if you zoom in on the last 50 or even 100, you'll see that we're going up quite a bit, right? It is warming in the last. Yeah. But if you zoom out, 9,900 years of the last 10,000 years, we've been hotter than we are today and a lot hotter. I mean, we're not that. We're just exiting an ice age. It It's so <laughs> stupid, Harley. But how do these kinds of scientific ideas take hold? It's the corporations that figure out how they can use them to control credit and to control production. And they're the ones who then pay the scientists and the foundations to pump out this fake science, which claims man is the cause of climate change. As you point out, we had heating and cooling over tens of thousands of years in the past before there was a single combustion engine. Where did it come from? It comes when we were from hunters and gatherers. System. Well, yeah, it comes from the, the solar system. It comes from the... That's the, right. Uh, the, we the, do have pollution, though. I mean, we have pollution. We have animals sure, that are... And we were are, dealing with it. We were and, and, we have an, and we have animals that are at risk of going extinct. All that stuff. That's why I say you can't believe their agenda, because if they actually were serious and sincere, they'd be their priorities would be different. Do you know, in Germany, there's a group called The Last Generation which is saying that the world is going to come to an end by sometime in the, the second half of this century. And so what are they doing? They're gluing themselves to streets in Berlin. 
to stop traffic and to get the, the it's a kind of industrial strength glue that requires almost surgery to remove it. And the, the police are having to dig up the street to take chunks of concrete to take them away. I mean, oh my it, God. And it, then how do they get them off of the, They're idiots. How do they get themselves untied? They, they, have, they have chemicals and other things, but people end up with burns on their backs from but, it. <laughs> what do they they're think crazy. that's going to help? Well, but how, why is that going to help? Because all that does is show them the, the world that they're idiots. Well, it's like a cult. The, the Green Movement, and when I joined LaRouche in 1972, he said this environmentalism, which is was just beginning then, is a cult, but it's a Malthusian cult. It's aimed at reducing the world's population. Who has been trying to do that for the last 250 years? It's the British Empire. The British Empire wanted to prevent the United States from becoming an industrial republic. The American founding fathers rebelled not just because of taxes, but because the taxes prevented them from using credit to build industry and infrastructure in America. This is where the, the history has to be studied. The real history of the United States was not based on free market policy. It was based on directed credit. Now, some people say, well, that's central bank. No, it wasn't. Hamilton opposed the idea of a private central bank because he said, you have to have a Republican body with a small r that determined where the credit would go, made up of citizens of the Republic. What Schwab and others are talking about in the Great Reset is taking away from Congress and parliaments the right to make spending policy and giving it to technocrats who work for the private corporations and conglomerates. And a lot of that's so, controlled it, out of the city of London, right? And Wall Street. Exactly. And the and that's why yeah, and Brussels. Yeah, and and the city of London actually the you know. UK now what am I trying to say the crown it's it's the whore of Babylon it's the yeah they, they, <laughs> that's the, the better word center but, of the world yes but they've taken over a lot of control of the United States through various means the corporatization of the U.S. and taken over the control and away from the people in our republic we don't have the control that we think we have it's all like this top-down structure from them well, all you have to do is ask everyone you see, do you support giving $100 billion to corrupt swindlers in Ukraine? How many Americans really understand what this is about and support it? Well, it doesn't really matter because they're going to do it whether you like it or not. Both parties and anyone who comes against it, in this case, that Trump is starting to speak out more strongly against the Ukraine war. Uh, look what just happened to Russell Brand. You know, here's a guy who's been around for a long time with known problems, but he starts to build up a following and because he's talking the truth about Ukraine and all of a sudden they find he's a serial rapist. Well, they're doing the same thing they did with Julian Assange and everything else. They're just going to make crap up. They did it to um, Trump with the, the woman who was supposedly raped in the 80s. I have uh, Sherry Edwards who analyzes voices. She can hear 200 times better than she was born with this ability and it's crazy. She had military labs studied her. There was two multiple PBS studies on her, but I, I've become a friends with her and she comes on my show like every so often and she analyzes voices. She can tell somebody's lying because there's an underlying tone. We can't hear it, but she can. Mm -hmm. She can hear if somebody's lying. And so she, and she can analyze what their motivations are. 
And all these guys are lying. It's just incredible. Well, look what they did to Lyndon LaRouche. I mean, they, they said Lyndon LaRouche is an anti-Semite. He's a Nazi. Oh, he's yeah. a communist. They threw everything at him that they could. What's interesting now is that the discussions going on at, for example, last week at the Vladivostok Eastern Economic Forum, Putin started talking about new physical principles, not just for weapons. That's what the West focused on. But for the whole economy, the use of lasers, electric, electromagnetic pulse, microwaves, particle beams that can be used for industry, for the development of raw materials. This is what LaRouche was talking about in the 70s and the 80s when he presented the Strategic Defense Initiative proposal to Ronald Reagan. And Reagan brought him in to negotiate with the Soviets because he liked it. Because what LaRouche said is that we can use anti-missile defense systems to end the threat of nuclear war, but more importantly, use the new technologies to increase the power, the physical power of man over nature, to produce more, to increase productivity. This is what Putin is talking about. This is what Modi is talking about. This is what Xi Jinping is talking about. What's Biden talking about? Trillion dollar Green New Deal. He's an, is this is idiot. the country. Okay, well, now you follow what happens at the central bankers meeting that happens in Jackson Hole, Wyoming every year. And I know that four or five years ago, that's when they came out and said, we are going to dictate spending policy and go around governments and decide what the budgets are. Just It's a basically a banker's dictatorship. And since then, they've been talking about all that. And that's what the global reset and everything has been about. What happened this year at the central banker, because every year there's some kind of revelation. There's something that we can get out of this. Well, I think right now they're really having a difficult time figuring out what to do. Their plans to stop inflation are not going to work because the, the reason there's inflation is we're not producing enough. Well, they're also mm -hmm. printing too much money. They're printing. Well, but that's what I mean. Yeah, they're printing money to cover debt, not to lend to business to entrepreneurs to companies that will build something yeah it's not uh, good it's not good printing it's bad it's just no, not I, yeah see but this is the credit question the industry is starved for money except to borrow to cover debt now anyone i'm your your viewers all know this it's like paying off a mortgage with a credit card if you have to go into higher interest credit to pay off outstanding debt you have nothing left over to invest in the future. Well, let me ask and, you, that's very true. You can't, you have, we have no investments into our future. We're just paying off debt. It's the same as our country, but so much of that money is just going to those few, the private bankers, the few select families. Sure. There's some other banks that are involved that are a lot that are involved that aren't part of that network, but the vast majority of that is going to this bank, this banker class, vast wealth class. It's as if all they care about is making sure they get their money back, but they don't care about the investment into the people. Well, they never did. The, the difference is that from time to time, we've had presidents who recognize that the strength of the United States was the ability of its population to increase the productivity through scientific and technological advance. So therefore they ensured that there would be credit directed to those individuals and those companies that were involved in, in research and development and improving productivity. One of the key areas of productivity advance is something called energy flux density. 
increasing the power of the unit of whatever resource you're using to produce electricity. We saw that from going from biomass to coal to oil and gas and then to nuclear. Now what are we doing? We're going backwards. Solar and wind don't work to produce enough electricity. Now that's an intentional decision to deindustrialize. Now the the people who are making that are the same ones who are launching, who are committed to the war, the proxy war against Russia in Ukraine. The same ones, and by the way, just to go back to the Xi Jinping question, why is it that we have so many think tanks funded by these corporate cartels that are saying we have to go to war for Taiwan's independence when the official policy of the government is Taiwan is not independent? They're trying to go to war with China, a war we will lose. Now, even people, sane people in the military know that's the case. Why will we lose a war against China when we have 800 bases around the world and we have the largest military? And I mean, if we if we really wanted to beat Russia, it would be terrible to have a world war. But I mean, we at least it would give them a run for their money. Why would we lose? I know Russia's technology, because they haven't been held back, they're actually more advanced than we are, their technology, that, which is sad. Well, Sarah, that's, that, that's the point. Okay. The, there was an article in the Wall Street Journal a couple of days ago about why the U.S. doesn't have hypersonic missiles. And it was a long list of excuses about not enough focus at the Defense Department and not enough scientists, not enough testing labs. Basically, the reason is because we're not committed to the kind of industrial and scientific policy that enables you to produce more advanced weapons. Well, all of our Russia, money goes to pay off the bankers. Well, and it also the Greece report to, under Reagan showed that 100% of our federal taxes don't go to the people. It goes off to either corruption, funneled through corruption, or to the, the big banking families. Well, with a trillion dollar a year defense budget, how come we're running out of ammunition to give to you? Okay, so why is that? It's the corruption. It's That's right. The, the money that goes to Lockheed, to Raytheon, you know, we have a Secretary of Defense who's from Raytheon. Uh, Victoria Newland is, is uh, auditioning for a position in one of the military companies when she leaves government. What we have is a totally corrupted system. Now, this is the important point here. We couldn't win a war in Afghanistan. We couldn't win a war, uh, win a peace in Iraq. We couldn't overthrow the government of Syria. Um, the one place where we did succeed was Libya, where we destroyed a country so that they, they couldn't repair their dams. And now thousands of people died from flooding. Well, we and, destroyed their infrastructure right away. And the first thing we did is reinstated their because they were trying to put out their own monetary system and exactly. they wouldn't have that. And so they went in immediately. And instead of just winning the war, they destroyed their entire infrastructure, their waterways, everything. And so people they turned it into a complete human catastrophe. You're, you're making my point exactly, that this, the, the war in Libya was not about anything Gaddafi was going to do. It was about Hillary Clinton and Obama working with the British and the French to figure out how to stop the development of an Arab monetary fund and an African monetary fund that Gaddafi was, was proposing. That's why we went into Iraq, because Saddam had a similar idea. You know, the, the idea of using countries like Afghanistan and Ukraine, this goes back to the British in the 19th century. 
remember there was a war in Crimea in 1856 where the British were trying to destroy the Russian Empire. They had the opium wars against China in 1839 and 1859. The whole idea of geopolitics as practiced by the British from the Round Table and the Fabian Society and others was to make sure there would never be an alliance between France, Germany, and Russia. Why? Because they would use land-based transportation to move goods for corridors of development that would outstrip the capability of the British Navy to control trade and commerce. So the, the British policy in the 19th and early 20th century was to have war between Germany and Russia and Germany and France. Now, the United States didn't have that same policy, but we got roped into it. And this is something that's very important. This is what Eisenhower saw as he was president. And that's why he spoke out against the military industrial complex, because he saw the United States corporate cartels, the Wall Street cartels coordinating with London through think tanks like the CFR coordinating with Chatham House and so on to ensure that there would be a division of the world between East and West and North and South. Now, what's happening today? That division is finally breaking. The global South is now looking to Russia and China as allies in their development. Now, if the, if the people of the West were smart, we'd stop listening to all this bull in the, in the media about Russia and China are our enemies and recognize that it's the bankers and their policies that are destroying us and that maybe we should take a, a lesson from people like Franklin Roosevelt and John F. Kennedy, uh, who talked about getting rid of colonialism and the United States gearing up toward becoming a, a producer of capital goods for these developing sector countries. That's the future. The, the global well, north how do should we, the global south. How do we secure our future in a real way? Because at this point, they dug their heels in and it seems like they're going to die on the vine. They're going to throw us out at, with this. You know, the bricks eventually look like they're going to take over and probably quickly. They don't care if we die in the process. They're going to point to them and say they're the reasons that we had this issue. They want to bring in the CBDC. I, have a, I get concerned that they bring in a CBDC. They create a new Soviet Union type environment around the United States and elsewhere, shut us off from the world from an internet perspective. And now we have our own version of the Soviet Union here in the United States, which is what, and, and maybe Western Europe, which is what we're actually kind of close to right now. Well, you know, living here in uh, where I live in Potsdam, it's the former East Germany. And if you talk to older people, they say what's happening in Germany, the United Kingdom and the United States with the surveillance state is worse than what they faced with the Stasi in the East German. That's Communist right. Party. That's so right. That part of what you're saying is accurate. But here's where you're, you're not right. OK. Bricks don't want to destroy the West. If you listen to what Lula said, if you listen to what Ramaphosa said, if you listen to what Xi Jinping said, we want an inclusive system. Their idea of globalization is not Klaus Schwab's idea, which is you have the global central banks running policy for the world. It's that nations work together, cooperate for mutual benefit. Yeah, but and don't you see that regardless, don't you think that the people who control the globalists, the Western globalists, are willing to sacrifice us to, to the end? And then that's what I was trying to say is if the BRICS were 
beneficial for us, they won't join them. They'll go until we absolutely collapse and then control us. And they'll use wars and regime change and color revolutions and so on to do it. But it's not working anymore because the global South is now finally saying, we demand our sovereign rights. Now, here's what we have to do. We have to get Americans to stop bellyaching and start studying a little bit and figuring out what have we done wrong for these last 50 years, the post John F. Kennedy period. We've deindustrialized, we've gone green. We've uh, developed our, the idea that we have to be the world's policemen. Why do we need military bases all over the world, but we can't protect our borders? So what we have to do is get smart. The problem is the control of government by corporate cartels. The technical term for that in the 1920s and 30s was corporatism, which is fascism. When you have corporations that use government for their own personal benefit, people like, what what does Bill Gates do? Why do you have so many of these big tech billionaires working with the government? That's right. And so- It's it's pure fascism right now with big tech and the government. So what we need to do is have a movement of citizens which says we're not going to have that anymore. We're not well, going what to What do we do? It's just maybe not organized enough? Well, it needs a program. And what I'm saying is the program that would work is taking away the power of the Federal Reserve, which is really the power of these uh, financial cartels. Take the power away from them minimally through initially going back to Glass-Steagall regulation having laws against monopoly, laws against speculation, and then have a credit system, a bank system, whether it's an infrastructure bank or a a national bank, which is committed to credit for entrepreneurs, scientists, physical economic development, infrastructure, and so on. You know, we have a train wreck almost every day in the United States. China has trains that can go 400 to 500 miles an hour with no train wrecks. So, so how do we, do we so why are we so when we have all this money we should have all this stuff it's because we're we also think it's controlled by you know the the central bankers and the city of london and the crown that took over we never really got out from underneath england yeah. but how do we reconcile the fact that i mean we get we get nervous people are very nervous with the communist past of both china and russia and what that means because we saw them demolish their own people i had someone say that they were celebrating mao's anniversary and how much he did for the people well i don't know he killed 75 million of his own people and that was a huge portion I know, but there are people who are pushing china saying all that stuff and i'm like wait a minute that's not we, nobody wants this communist regime to be anywhere near our environment. That's what they're triggering for us Sarah, to fight this. You were, you were in China, I think you said. I do, I do know. Yeah, it wasn't quite like that. No. No, but, and the Chinese people, American surveys find the Chinese people to be among the most content with their government in the world. Why? Because they're lifting people out of poverty. They have markets. That's true. They, they well, have okay, consumers. Well, what, but, but what but I'm trying to get is the point. Now, they have a middle class of 350 million people. That's as big as the whole population of the United States. But, but yeah, they've really done some amazing things of lifting people out of poverty. And, 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 you know, you look at Soviet Union when it was the Soviet Union, and we see 
you know, they demolished their own people too. It was a dictatorship and it was a brutal dictatorship. And when I say that that's what they're trying to move to here, that's how it feels. We're moving to our own Soviet Union. They're killing people with COVID. They're killing people with pollution. They're killing people with a terrible medical system. It's really bad. But what what you can point at, hold on, you can point to China's and Russia's history and you can say, holy crap, we don't want that here. And what you're arguing and you're trying to make an argument is they are no longer that. In fact, what we have here as leaders are more that than they are now. Is that what you're saying? They have changed. Look, in the 1990s- And we've changed too. Well, we've changed for the worse. Well, I know, but we've changed to be what they, it was almost a flip. We've changed, you're saying we're changed to be more what like they were and they changed to be more like what we were. Well, we've changed to be more like the way the British system functions with a a small group of elites who pull the strings, who use media to control things, who control credit. What changed in Russia is that after the Soviet Union fell and the Russian people were looking for something new, we sent bankers in there and destroyed what had been destroyed under communism. We made it worse under Yeltsin. They had a demographic collapse because the Western bankers went in and set up these private corporations to loot the Russian natural resources and and raw material wealth. Putin came in in 1999 and he went to the Russian oligarchs and he said, we're not going to take away your money, but you're going to have to work for Russia, not for yourself. And that's why a lot of the oligarchs ended up in London trying to finance anti-Russian movements. But what Putin did was adopt a national approach where he said it's the traditions of Russia that are important. And this is why he's basically saying if the West wants to go with transgender issues and these kinds of things, fine. That's not our culture. And Putin talked in in Vladivostok last week about protecting and preserving the soul of Russia. When was the last time an American politician talked about that and meant something about it. What Putin said is we have to make sure our young people understand our history and our culture and science and technology. And that's how we can become once again, a great nation. And then he said, and we do it not in competition, but in cooperation with our neighbors. Now, Look, that's Putin. You can say is that well. Nobody trusts them, right? And and people who are for Ukraine say that we have to keep fighting Ukraine, which I don't agree with. But we, I'm giving you their perspective because I'm trying to figure out some all these different perspectives. We have to keep fighting because if we allow Putin to go in and take that territory, then Putin won't stop, and we do not want to be under the reins of Putin or China. Because but, uh, you that's, want it, that's, that's like a whole new form of hell. That's, that's what people result, think. But that's the result of what's called hybrid warfare or media control. Now, did the U.S. media report that the Ukrainian coup that took place in 2014 had neo-Nazis in positions of influence and power in the security services and in the military? That's we started this discussion about Ukrainian threats well, they, against they, journalists. They massacred people in a Donbass. I mean, there, it was a massacre. It's I, We're supporting the worst behavior we could possibly support in defense and, of trying to maintain a territory. And Putin tried for eight years to get the U.S. to change the policy. Yeah, I know. He was extremely patient. 
Even more than that, going back to 1990, when James Baker promised NATO would not move an inch toward the east, we've moved a thousand kilometers to the east, NATO. And so the, the Russians reacted when they saw what was going on in the Donbass to the killing of people who said they're Ukrainians, but they want to maintain their Russian traditions. They were accused of being enemies of the state. And so what if that happened here, if that happened in the United States, the, the American people would rebel against it. Well, that's what the Russians in the Donbass did. They said, well, well, if it happened in Mexico on our border and all the NATO troops and they're massacring um, communities that were filled with American expat patriots or people who spoke English instead of Spanish, yeah. we would be pretty upset. And that's the same sure. situation. But you, we, you, when you look at their defense, okay, so why are they making those statements. I want to understand what you think their defense is. Why are they doing this? Because all the BS you hear in the media is just trying to get people riled up about freedom and all this other crap. It's all BS to, for trigger points, right? They figure out what triggers the people, they say yeah. that, and then they blanket the airways with it. What do you believe is their true motivations? If you look at many of the think tanks that are influential in the so-called military industrial complex, they're having conferences on how to break apart Russia to grab the raw material wealth of Russia. Putin in this Vladivostok meeting talked about the fact that only 35% of the Russian Far East has been explored for metals. They have all kinds of strategic metals there, all kinds of raw materials, gas and oil. And he's now inviting the, the world to come in and help Russia develop it. And he said, this will be the task of Russia for the rest of the century to develop the Far East. Now, American companies could go in on that, could become a part of that. They would love it because the, the Russians need some of the capital goods and expertise that we have in the United States that's being wow. deteriorating right now. But instead of talking about that, what do they say about Putin? He wants to be Peter the Great. He wants to conquer Europe. Putin doesn't want to conquer Europe. He decided to defend his nation, the security of his country, by asking the United States to join in developing a new security architecture, which is not based on expansion of NATO to the borders of Russia. And Obama refused. It never was really taken seriously by the Trump administration. And Biden has gone even beyond Obama with uh, Biden calling for regime change in Russia. Now, that's the, the American people don't have a picture of what the Russians want. They don't want war with the United States. They want security. They want the same things we do. Well, I mean, we have to realize with... that Mexico, if they had their troops in Mexico and they were massacring people, they just don't want that. But I know that there's a large percentage of people, 20 percent, not majority of people in Russia who are, do want war with the United States because they're very angry. Well, they are, but let me go back uh, 50 years, 60 years ago. John Kennedy gave a speech after the Cuban Missile Crisis on June 10th, 1963, where he raised the possibility of an arms agreement with Russia, the nuclear test ban treaty. And what he said is, we may be adversaries, we abhor the system of communism, but we, we recognize the Russian people for their advances in science and culture and for their support for our cause in World War II because no nation suffered more than 
the Soviet Union in World War II. And he started a back channel with Khrushchev for a rapprochement. And he said, we want the same things for our children. And when it all comes down to it, we're all mortal. Now, the idea of statecraft should be to try to understand how the other nation looks at its history and looks at you. Yeah. Instead, we have politicians who are looking at how do I get a better job after I leave politics? That's how right. do I make more money from the military industrial complex? War is good business for the American elite. And the American people know that in their hearts. Now, Lyndon LaRouche talked about what he called an American reflex. That is when the American people are pushed, they'll fight for the idea of having their own sovereignty, their dignity, their uh, industriousness, their, their entrepreneurship. But in most times they take that for granted and then they lose it. And we need a revitalization of the American system of economics and the traditions of the American revolution. And that means the people act in the interests of the welfare of the whole nation in cooperation with other nations. And that's the, the message that Kennedy was trying to give uh, 60 years ago tomorrow, he gave us, or today, he gave a speech at the United Nations. And at the end, he said, why don't we in Russia have a joint moon mission? This shocked the hell out of Khrushchev, but it was the direction the United States was going. And that's why Kennedy was killed, because he was breaking with well, the military industrial complex that Eisenhower warned him about. Well, he also created a new currency. And the first thing they did on the plane back, um, he started creating a new currency. And the first thing they did on the plane back was reverse that while they were still yeah. bloodied and everything else on their clothes. They reversed and, that, that. That was the yeah. executive order 11110, which called for issuing treasury notes, not uh, federal reserve notes. The same thing that Libya was trying to do. And they destroyed the whole Libyan country. I, anytime anybody messes with these bankers, they aren't, don't waste a second to take you out. Well, and that's why there are four indictments against Trump. That's why I really fear that there's going to be an assassination attempt against Robert F. Kennedy Jr., because he's saying things that are inconvenient. And the American people don't want Biden. But Well, he couldn't be any worse than he is. I mean, give me a break. It's so bad. Well, but the, you see I mean, these people, 70% say that he shouldn't be president. 66% of the Democrats don't want him, and yet that's who they're going to vote for. It's so, so bad. Well, we need a shock. And I think part of that shock should be if people went and saw modern rail systems being constructed in Africa, power plants being constructed in poor countries in Africa, if they saw that the rest of the world is, is trying to leapfrog into the new century, well, we're going back to the 18th century. That's the kind of shock we need. And a financial collapse could happen. And you mentioned Jackson Hole. What's their plan? They don't have a plan. Their plan is to, to uh, wait until there's a shock effect and then use some kind of central bank digital currency. But you know what, what they're doing in China and Russia is they're actually revitalizing national currencies, moving away from the dollar to use national currencies for trade. Well, and we do have to grow up as a, as a world, right? And we have to evolve. Right. If we're going to work together, if we're going to survive with this much technology that can take biological weapons, nuke, you know, tactical nuclear, I mean, weapons that'll destroy us, we have to evolve and learn how to work together. And it seems like there's countries trying to put things forward, but it 
you have to respect the fact that people are, are very nervous about any of this. Well, they're nervous because they know they're being lied to and they don't know who to trust. That's and, right. And what I would say is people have to develop what used to be called their character. This was the Socratic method. The, the Greek, the Americans were called the nation that was reviving the Greek Republican tradition. That's how Europeans looked at us in the beginning of the 19th century. We have to restore that where Americans are known as thinkers, as doers, as innovators, as opposed to a bunch of overweight people uh, binging on, on streaming on Netflix. And, you know, and, it's take and dressing as women. And yeah, <laughs> I always see the picture of the <laughs> nuclear scientist that was in that big evening gown and all that makeup on who was the second highest in in the cabinet for and i wasn't his cabinet but he was i don't think it was his administration uh for the nuclear program energy program and i always see him there with makeup on in this gown and he got caught in the airports going stealing women's <laughs> luggage but that to me is the image of what i see as these guys the, he's just it's been the, burned in my brain it's the roman empire relived and we can't allow that to happen this is a country that was once the hope of the world, the leading anti-colonial power on the planet. We won the most important war against an imperial force in, in the 1780s. We built a nation. We They did, took it over. They took it back over and then used us. Well, and we've got to take it back. And I, I would encourage people, if you're tired of the lies from the media, every day I do a 10 to 12 minute video update which is available for free, five days a week. It's available for free. And if people want to get it, they can go to the LaRoucheOrganization.com. It's on the, the front page of our website under programs. You click on programs and it says Harley's Updates. Or you can be in touch with me directly by contacting me through my personal email, harleysch at gmail.com. I have a whole lot of people who are your fans, Sarah, who have been writing to me over the years and have They're signed smart. up for our website. Yeah. They're well, smart and you're smart. And even if we, everybody doesn't agree with each other, they know that I need to talk to and think about this and relate with other people who are thinking hard about it. And we all want to do what's right. And that's what dialogue is about. That's, that's what right. diplomacy should be. And, and I think if we practice that, and one other step, you, you really have to have the sense of, of what it means to love the other, to have love for the, the other human beings. Because the, what you see now is so much hatred being spawned by identity politics and the media, when in fact we have to recognize the humanity and even people we disagree with. Let's talk. Let's sit down and have a discussion. That's right. And, and that's that's what, what has to come. And you well, can't do it when they censor you. You can't do it when they censor you. And we're all censored to the hilt. And we're we got to smash that because that to me is us going in, back into the dark ages. And we'll have these these a-holes who want to depopulate controlling everything. Yep. How bad is that? Okay. Well, thank you so much, Harley. I always appreciate having you come on the show. These are always just amazingly good conversations. So we have to have you back more often. Anytime you want. Thank you. Okay, Sarah.